text today is in Colossians. Thanksgiving text for today, Colossians chapter number 3. As we think about giving thanks. In the year 1620, a group of 102 people boarded a ship in England and set sail to the New World. We call them the Pilgrims. After a long voyage, they arrived on the coast of Cape Cod. It was late in the year, and they faced many hardships. And before spring, over half of them have died. There was only 50 left. And they came to America in search of religious freedom, but it became a struggle for survival. But God had a plan And out of the woods came an Indian named Squanto. And he spoke perfect English. He had been taken as a slave to England where he learned the language. But he was brought back to America and released. And he came out of the woods and helped the pilgrims by teaching them survival skills. How to fish. And how to grow crops. How to store food through the winter time. And so it was that after the first year in 1621, the pilgrims were able to prepare for winter with food stored, shelters built, and plans there to survive. And in their hearts, they were thankful to God. There was many reasons to be thankful, but the overall reason was survival. Fifty of them survived A very difficult time. They made it. They were settled in a new land, free to worship as they pleased. So they celebrated with a Thanksgiving feast. Seventy Indians came to the feast, which shocked them a little bit. (laughs) But they brought with them five deer and turkeys. And it lasted for five days. And we say that was America's first Thanksgiving You see a famous painting of it represented here up over my head. As we come to begin our own Thanksgiving celebrations, we certainly don't face the struggle of the pilgrim. We don't struggle with survival. We aren't carving out a living in a wild new country. But we do have things to be thankful for. And you may find it difficult in a world sometimes that seems filled with confusion to find things to be thankful for. But we have a chance to learn what God advises in our Bibles as special ways to discover what to be thankful for. The Apostle Paul explains a way to live that has a byproduct. That is, once you live that way, the byproduct is thanksgiving. If we take his advice, we find ourselves being thankful as a result of good choices. So let's see what Paul's instructions are and why they produce so much thanksgiving in our hearts. We're in Colossians chapter number 3. I'm going to begin reading at verse number 12. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. 
above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfection. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And so we have six verses here, and those six verses include three things for us to work on that have thanksgiving as a byproduct. Number one, he says, relationships. Number two, the Word of God. Number three, singing songs. Songs of worship. So let's start with the first one. He says, because we are God's people. Because we believe in Jesus, because we have been forgiven, we are told to forgive others by following the example of the way Jesus forgives us. We are to show mercy, not harsh, strict standards not demanding special behaviors, but mercy. We are to be kind to others. Jesus, my friends, was kind to you. He didn't count all your sins. And he didn't say to you, I don't know. You've done a lot wrong. It's going to take some time before I can forgive you. Jesus didn't say that. My friends, Jesus forgave us sometimes over and over for the same thing, didn't he? Our bad habits and our harsh words, our wrong attitudes. Jesus never said, that's something I can't forgive. Oh, no, my friends. With Jesus, it's like this. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. He never withholds mercy. We confess he faithfully forgives time after time after time. But he tells us here in the passage we need humbleness of mind. We need to understand that we have not been perfect, have we? (laughs) Quite the opposite. We've done a lot of things wrong. Therefore, his conclusion is, who are we to ever say to someone else, I can't forgive you? In your relationships with others, you will need to forgive over and over. I tell young couples who are about to be married, the only way you're going to make it work is to forgive. It's the only way. Only way you have to forgive if you want a relationship to go on and do it because that's what Jesus did for you, and because of it, you will need something else. He says, You're gonna need long suffering. Now, my mother was an example of long suffering, 
She was a person with good manners and refined etiquette. And my father was not. He had certain habits that were annoying to her. And one of his habits was to eat all of his meals and all of his food out of a bowl. He had a small plastic bowl for years and years, a little yellow bowl. And he put all of his food in that bowl, every meal, whatever it was, and he ate out of that bowl. And he called it my bolo, which is a Norwegian word. And he poured everything into his bolo and scooped it out and ate it with a spoon. And for years, he ate out of his little yellow bolo. In the meantime, my mother was teaching all of us children that we should have good manners at the table. <laughs> no elbows on the table. Cut your meat with a fork and knife. And when you ask something to be passed to you, you will say, please. You will also say, thank you. And you will also reply, you're welcome. Never reach in front of anyone else at the table. And all the time we were being educated on good matters, Dad was eating out of his bolo. <laughs> I remember it was the last Christmas that Mom was actually able to cook a Christmas dinner. And she had her best china on the table and all of her pewter candlesticks. Each napkin was specially folded. It was a perfect, beautifully set up, fine Christmas dinner. And we all sat down, and Dad said, Hey, where's my bolo? <laughs> and Mom said, It's Christmas Eve, and you will eat like a civilized person on Christmas Eve. I'm so glad she said that. It was her last Christmas dinner that she ever prepared. You see, Mom was long-suffering. She accepted his uncivilized ways for years and years and years, and she suffered long, patient with her uns his uncivilized ways, in his defense, he ate that last Christmas dinner off a fine china plate with no grudges and no arguments and all forgiveness. Just like Jesus. Paul says we should forbear one another Sometimes our behavior is a burden to other people. Huh? Sometimes our behavior is a burden to other people, but we carry the burden like Jesus carried our burden. It was our burden that Jesus carried to a cross on Calvary. And he died with our burden on his shoulders. Isaiah wrote, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. 
And then on that cross, He died for my sins and yours. Oh, my friends, can you feel the thanksgiving welling up inside of you? Can you ever express enough thanks to Jesus who so freely forgave our sins, who paid the price for our iniquities? He who so willingly went to the cross and suffered so cruelly and did it because He loved us very much. Verse 14 says, Above all these things, put on charity, love, which is the bond of perfection. Now you, now it's your turn. Let love push you forward. Forgive each other freely over and over. Let that be the mark of this church. Here in East Shelby, we love each other because we are so free to forgive. And he says, let's make a rule. Why don't we have a rule? He says, verse 15, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. We have a rule, a way we choose to behave. And the rule is that peace will control all of our actions. Love makes forgiveness easy. Long-suffering comes naturally in kindness. But I love peace. I love peace in the church. I love peace in the home. I love peace in the marriage. I love peace among the children. When forgiveness makes peace, then I feel very thankful to God. It was God's idea, wasn't it? Peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Romans tells us that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. How thankful we can be for peace. Thanksgiving is a byproduct of our relationships being healed by forgiveness, sealed by love, and with peace as the evidence that we have learned to forgive the way Jesus forgives us. So thankful, we embrace each other, and we say to Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. That's the first instruction that he gives. The second instruction is in verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Let me ask you a question. Why do you read your Bible? Because the pastor said you should? (laughs) Because it's my habit? I hope so. I hope it is. Because it helps me get through the day? It certainly can do that. Because I want to learn, now you're on the right track. The Bible really has only one topic and one theme and one purpose. It starts with these words, in the beginning, God. A couple sentences after that, it says, let there be light. Jesus was the one who actually said those words, let there be light. Jesus created this world and all that is in it. Three chapters later, man rebels against God and chooses to sin. And then it says this, There will come a hero born of woman who will crush the serpent with his heel. Or in other words, someday Jesus is going to come and fix our mess. 
And then author after author through the Old Testament tell us he's coming. In the future, he's coming. And they say he's going to be born in Bethlehem. And they say he's going to ride a donkey into Jerusalem. They say he's going to be sold for 30 pieces of silver. They'll say he will be wounded. He will be pierced in his hands and feet. And they say he will be cut off from the land of the living. And he will die. And then with great assurance they wrote these words. But I know my Redeemer lives. That's the Old Testament. And so we open the pages of the New Testament, and there he is. There he is. Born in a stable, laid in a manger. Watch him as he heals the blind and makes the lame to walk. Open the ears of the deaf. Watch him as he does what nobody else can do. See him suffer and die. And watch him as he rises from the dead on the third day. And see Him as He ascends up into heaven. And that's why we read the Bible. It tells us all about Jesus. Therefore, Paul says, let those words dwell richly in your heart. What are you supposed to have down in there? You're supposed to have this. For God so loved the world. And He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believeth on Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Come unto me, he said, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke on you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. You shall find rest to your soul. And he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. And he goes on and on. In this world you shall have tribulation. But he says, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Paul says, read your Bible, dwell on it, take it in, and it will produce in you a thankful heart as you discover more and more about Jesus. So thank you, Jesus, for your gift to us, the Bible, helps us to know you better and believe that we know Jesus in a special way. And the more we have it in us, the better we'll be. Paul's third instruction you want to be thankful? Gather together and sing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sing songs, he says, about Jesus. Nothing can speak to your heart like a song can. You've got your favorites, don't you? Of course you do. Paul says good songs are full of instructions. Count your blessing, we say. Name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And he says this, Paul says, admonish one another with music. The dictionary defines admonish to warn, to exhort, to encourage, to reprove mildly. What a perfect way of saying it. My friends, music isn't something we do just to fill the time. It's meant to teach us, to encourage us. And as we sing together, the message comes into our mind in a very kind and gentle way. Open my eyes that I may see glimpses of truth thou hast for me. Place in my hand the wonderful key that shall unclasp and set me free. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
I think of this song in the beginning of the hymn book, To Thee, O God above, I cry with glowing love. May Jesus Christ be praised. The powers of darkness fear when this sweet chant they hear. May Jesus Christ be praised. Sing it. I often watch newcomers and visitors and they come to our church. And when we start singing, their eyes open wide and their jaw drops down. They look around in amazement. They say, these people really sing. Somebody told me the other day, that boy of yours has got great big eyes, but I forgot about him when he opened his mouth. (laughs) He can really sing. Paul said, make melody in your hearts. Sing to the Lord. Sing the songs of Jesus. A natural byproduct will be thankfulness. The things that God has done for us. We sing great things he hath taught us. Great things he hath done. And great are rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But purer and higher and greater will be our wonder. Our transport when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. So we have it, a pathway to being thankful. Music isn't a time filler. It's meant to fill your hearts with thanksgiving. And he's given us a pathway to being thankful. Forgive like Jesus forgives and heal your relationships. Love over all and living by the rule of peace as we gather together here in our church loving each other and loving Jesus. Thanksgiving will flow from our hearts out to God. Read that Bible. Let its words dwell richly in your heart and it'll teach you all about Jesus until you'll be so thankful and the conditional response will be thank you, thank you, thank you Jesus and let's sing shall we huh? let's take our voice let me sing always only for my king let Paul's good instructions lead us into a thanksgiving season full of praise and worship to him nothing is going to be more advantageous to us in these days, helping us to survive in our world and Paul's instructions. Forgive like Jesus. Read about him every day. Get together and sing about Jesus. As you do, thanksgiving will come into your heart naturally. A byproduct of your good choices. God bless you as you get ready to give thanks. Shall we pray? Your Heavenly Father, Down inside, we are inspired by your words, by these instructions to help us so that we can have very thankful hearts. Open up our hearts, Lord, and let us sing for you. Let us hear your words, and let us behave like you did, and forgive and forgive and forgive again. Bless us, Lord, as those things make us thankful down inside. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In closing, I'd like you to turn to page number 576. 576, standing as we sing. 576, great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. Standing as we sing, 576, great is thy faithfulness.
Page 576. so faithful and you have new mercies each day you have loved us you have been long suffering with us you have been kind and you have forgiven us far beyond any deserving that we have ever reached may we take those things and 
turn our hearts towards joy. May we continue and try to fill our hearts with your word. May we seek after you each day and live in patience and kindness, forgiveness of others. Take those things to our relationships, in our families, in our marriages, at work, here at church. Help us to bring peace to those around us. We pray that we would be the ones to do that in thankfulness for you. And in all things, may we be thankful in everything that comes our way. May we be grateful that you are there and you will walk through us and you will You have promised us that you will be there with us each step of the way. We are thankful for all these things, and we pray that you protect all of these folks and bring them back safely to this place. In your name, 